let's talk about what we can do for other people this year. If there was ever a year to focus on less stuff and more service, I think it's now. More people than ever can use our help, and I'm going to tell you how to find them and how to give back in a way that also fills your soul. I'm talking about how I started my nonprofit 12 years ago to help kids in Orange County using the same plan I'm talking about today. I'm talking about really helping people in the ways that they need it most. It's some of the most fulfilling work that I do, and I think it will be for you too. Today, it's all about service and volunteering and all the ways you can do it and really make an impact. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you're here. Today is like a feel-good episode. I hope this episode empowers you to get out and do something that you've never done before as far as volunteerism goes and charity work goes. There are so many options out there. And when I talk to people about it, they always say they just don't know what to do. And there's so much need in every city, in every county. There's so much you can do. So my goal is to kind of bridge that disconnect, you know, kind of, which is the reason why I started my nonprofit to begin with. I was volunteering at soup kitchens and shelters, and I just realized that there was a big gap between what the shelters can provide and what the families needed. Now, they most of them uh, provide the basics. So they have shelter and they have food, but oftentimes it's the extras, which we'll get into, that they're not able to cover for people. So that's why I started my nonprofit. I was seeing that these families that maybe had hit hard times or had had something serious happen in the family for whatever reason they were in this difficult situation and they were able to get their food covered and they had a place to sleep and on the plan to kind of get get up back on their feet and they were missing so many things that weren't very much money in the big picture. And I thought, you know what? I have so many friends and colleagues and people I do business with. We can all band together and we can fill that gap. So I started my nonprofit, The Happiness Project, before I had kids. I say 12 years ago, but I need to look at the exact date. It was Stella's almost 10. And I know I had it for several years before I had kids, so 12 or 13 years. And literally, I just started it. I was like, I have no idea how a 501c3, a legal nonprofit works, but I want to have an actual nonprofit. So anything that people donate and help out, it becomes a full tax write-off. And I want this to be a real thing. So I set out to do just that, bridge that gap. So I connected with all of kind of the the directors of the soup kitchens and shelters and um, the other places are kind of like apartment units that are set up to help people like this. There's lots of, there's lots of different ways that it's arranged. A lot of times 
families who need help and aren't able to have shelter can um, get in these programs where for a certain amount of time they can live there rent free and you know their kids can are, are sent with lunches and things like that. So all different types of organizations you can team up with. And I'm just telling you kind of my story with it because it's exactly how I would recommend if you want to get in and really do some great volunteer work. I'm talking about grassroots stuff, and that's my favorite type of volunteering. Now, you can definitely sign up on you know, Thanksgiving or the week of Thanksgiving to serve food. I think that's a lot of times what people think of and what they know is available, But I'm talking about the grassroots stuff, connecting with a group and making, um, you know, making an impact in the way that's comfortable for you. So I know for some people, they would like to donate their time and other people would rather don't have a much free time and would rather donate money. There is absolutely space for both. And I think that like most things in life, it's just a matter of taking one step. Okay, so let me finish how I kind of did it, and then I'll kind of go into how I think you could do something really similar in your area with people in need in this this grassroots way that, and I'm telling you, it is so incredibly fulfilling because it's something where you do something kind and you physically see it impact other people's lives in a positive way. My nonprofit, The Happiness Project, is based specifically for kids kids in need in Orange County, and we have helped thousands of kids throughout the years, and it's just so incredible. Just It starts with an idea. Okay, so I reached out to all these directors, and I got a network going. I set up my spreadsheet, and what I would do is I would give them forms because all these places were in person, were in person, And I said, here are the forms that you can put out. So I had two types of forms. One is a birthday celebration form. And the other one is something just kind of like extras that they need. So an example of extras would be maybe a child wanted to play soccer, but they needed $50 for the the uniform and the fees. So they would fill out a form, their name, a way to contact the parent, whether they had a cell phone or an email, or if I had to kind of go through the shelter to get to them, whatever we had to do. And then they would just write out sort of a description of what they needed, the amount, if there was a date they needed it by, and just like a little bit of a little bit about the the situation, nothing invasive, but just, you know, hey, I would really like to play soccer. My family can't afford it. I need $50 if someone could sponsor me. So then I would, I would, the shelter would then email me these forms. So I made it nice and efficient. It wasn't something to where it was inefficient to where I couldn't actually move because I was just getting the emails and then I'd email it out to our network and I just, um, sometimes I'd wait until I had a bunch of them or I'd email out a few or I'd just post it and say, you know, kind of, you know, first person to grab this one, anyone who wants to help, um, you know, anyone who wants to help Paul with his soccer, uh, with this soccer adventure, call it and it's yours. Here's the deadline kind of thing. And then the birthday celebrations I would do for any child in the, that was there at the shelter that had a birthday coming up that the family couldn't provide what they wanted. So maybe the child would put down um, the toys that they would like or just kind of an idea, kind of like a little Santa list. Or maybe the family simply said, we can't afford a cake and we'd like to have a cake with candles to blow out. Whatever it was, a separate birthday celebration form. 
I, if you listen to lots of my podcasts, you know, I just think that celebrating birthdays is the most fun thing. And I think it's so cool and important for kids to feel so special on their day. So when I started my nonprofit, I knew right away that I wanted to start a birthday celebration program. I wanted every kid that we could get to could have something to open and candles with a cake or a cupcake or donut tower, whatever they want, some sort of treat. So those are the two ways I started. And I think a lot of times it feels so overwhelming to try to start, but I'm telling you, whatever idea you have, you could start a birthday program with just one shelter and say, hey, when it's anyone's birthday, let me know. If you want to do it super simple, when it's anyone's birthday, maybe you just drop off or even have delivered, um, you know, sprinkles, cupcakes, or a little, a little something And you could just do it so it's more automatic, so it's not so manual, so it's not like a list, but maybe you're just giving birthday cakes. There's so many ways that you can do it that impacts people in such a big way, and it's thinking outside the box. Like I said, I mean, all service is is incredible, but I just wanted, I, I I think that people think of scooping mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving is the, you know, the option. And my goal here is to tell you there are so many options. And that's exactly what I do. So we have maybe 20 different groups that we work with because we've been growing over the years. And the cool thing about my nonprofit is I run it completely through my company, Million Dollar Tan. So my team is incredible. They all have big hearts and love giving back and love the community that we work with. And so we we have zero operating expenses. My team does it as part of you know, as part of their normal work day. And we've become really efficient with it so we can really help people without having any operating expenses. So any donations we get goes right back to the cause. So I think that these are some really cool ways that you can do it. Simply reach out to a shelter or someone that provides food. Other groups that are in our network are also, like I said, kind of those apartment setups for people who have free rent for six months or so, kind of transitional housing. There's lots of different groups that you can get involved with. We also work with some schools. We research the schools in our area that are giving the most free lunches. So their families um, are considered low income to where they get free lunch every day. So I figured, okay, well, whatever schools are giving away the most free lunches have the families that could use the most help. So we connect with the school administration and we help in that way. So maybe there is a field trip that requires a $10 fee and then they'll email us and say, hey, we have three kids that can't cover the $10 fee to go on the field trip. Can you cover it? Yes, that is exactly the mission of the nonprofit is to bridge the gap between, you know, listen, life essentials are usually covered. It's the food, it's the shelter, it's the, you know, toiletries that is covered, but it's those extra things that I think these kids really deserve. And I think it makes a huge difference. And it's usually not a lot. It's not a lot of time and it's not a lot of money. If you want to do things that are more volunteer, that are volunteer based, I would do the same thing. I would reach out, kind of research online to different shelters, reach out and say, hey, I just want to help. Tell me about your community. Tell me about your people and just pick their brain and maybe that will spark something so that you figure out what works for you. And I'm telling you, the best way to set this up, there's hundreds of ways you can help. The best way to set this up is do it in a way 
that fills your soul, that like feels so amazing to you. For my company, Million Dollar Tan, a big part of our business is helping pro spray tanners build their own spray tanning businesses. And I always tell them, there are so many different avenues you can go when you're building this business. Figure out what's fun and exciting for you and double down on that. And I feel like this is the same way with service and giving back. There are different ways to do it. So figure out what's fun for you and what doesn't feel like work. What feels the most fulfilling and what feels the most rewarding and maybe what has a personal connection to you? Maybe certain groups, groups in the community, maybe it's single moms, maybe it's kids, whatever it is, I think that there are so many different ways that you can find what specifically speaks to you and what you're the most passionate about and figure out what will be fun for you because that's the whole point of it is to give back and feel so great about it. When I am doing the different things I do for all these groups, it is a 10 for me. It is a 10. It's challenging sometimes because a lot of times I am spending time away from my kids to help other kids, which I love doing, but that's a struggle. So I just make sure that I make it as efficient as possible. So I'm not, so I'm being, so it's a good use of time. And I make sure that it's a 10 for me. So I keep feeling inspired and creative to think of new ways to reach out or new small events to put on. Or maybe we'll hear about one specific family that hit a specific, you know, really sad hardship. And then I'll reach out to our community. And everybody has a community. You could reach out to your family and friends and say, hey, this family has gone through this. This is a little bit about their story. I'm putting together a basket. Anytime in the next week, if you want to drop anything by to contribute, let's do it and I'll drop it off. If anyone wants to drop it off with me, let's go. Let's show this family love and support and make them realize that they're not alone. We all go through hard times and we all go through struggles and people care. There are people, there are strangers that care enough about you being happy and getting back on your feet and feeling good and having food and having basic cleaning you know, um, toiletries and and bathing supplies and all that kind of stuff. People care and it just makes a world of difference. I've seen it happen so many times. It's just so fulfilling. And I'm telling you, just take the first step. First step, go online, research, find shelters, find soup kitchens, find, find any of these types of groups in your area and then reach out to them. Reach out to them. I would email and I would just schedule a call. Say, hey, I want to help your group. I want to volunteer. I want to reach out to my own network of friends and family. Do you have 15 minutes for a chat? And then, you know, kind of write down your questions ahead of time and then just pick their brain. And I'm telling you, just that conversation will inspire you. You don't have to start a 501c3 nonprofit or you you might. You might eventually. You might right away. Or maybe you'll just set up this cool way that you're volunteering on the regular, not just during the holidays. Okay, so speaking of the holidays, I think it's the holidays. I think it's one of the best times of year to give. It just feels like the season of giving. And if there was ever a year for less stuff and, you know, shoving our SUVs with as many boxes as possible and all this craziness, I think that, you know, listen, this year, if you're listening real time in 2020, this year has been the year on pause and and for reflection. And I think, of course, there's definitely still room for gifts and celebration and eating and drinking and all that stuff. But I think that a lot of us have kind of had a good reset. And I think that 
setting up something, some way to help people in need during the holidays will be so good and fulfilling in a deeper way for you and for your family. And the volunteer work for kids is just so impactful. Whether your kids are young, whether your kids are older, I think there is something for every age group. And it's just so great for, you know, their kids. Of course, they're naturally, usually going to think about themselves and their own needs and what they need. And this kind of shakes that up. It makes them see inside of a world that's not their own world. And take time to really think about maybe you um, go to Target and and pick out some little things and do a gift bag for a family for the holidays. Or maybe you pick out and you make a basket of canned food for Thanksgiving, for a Thanksgiving meal for a specific family. Any of these things, aside from, of course, helping all the people, are so good for your soul. But I mean, even more than that, it's so good for your kids to see And to really go through the motions of doing it with you. I think it's just so good. And I think that raising kids who think of others and who have compassion and empathy and kindness for people and no judgment and understand that, you know, some people have more and some people have less and it doesn't make them any less of people. It just makes it, you know, it makes it a great challenge for us to take on helping them out and and spreading joy and kindness. Another idea that I love is doing backpacks. In um, August-ish, early September, we always do backpack filling programs. So I reach out to my network and I say, hey, we are looking to fill this many backpacks. We have this many boys and girls. And I just email out a Google document spreadsheet. This is a very efficient way to do it. And I just kind of put in the first names of all the kids. That way we can keep them straight, the ages and the genders. And I just send out an email and everyone goes on to the Google spreadsheet. And of course, it's always updating. And I just say, hey, just put your name and your email to sign up for each kid and drop it off or we'll pick it up, uh, put their a tag with their name on it, You know, give them two weeks to do it. And then it's not all on you. Like just, you know, doing volunteer work and charity work doesn't have to be this huge time commitment or this huge financial commitment. It's just a matter of organizing it up and reaching out to your people. And so you can collect backpacks. So maybe, you know, you reach out to 40 families that you know, maybe, you know, half reply and 20 drop off backpacks. You've just helped a whole group giving them backpacks. And I usually fill it with, you know, kind of normal school supplies in the backpack and kind of try to pick age appropriate things and drop them off. And now the child has a brand new backpack, probably instead of a hand-me-down or something that they happen to have around or the shelter had something used to give them. And it just does so much for their confidence, their self-esteem. They go to school feeling like the other kids. The same thing with the field trips and the sports and all the other things. A lot of times these are not a large amount of money necessarily or not a huge effort, but the impact is huge because a lot of these kids are struggling with realizing that the situation they're in is not the same as other kids that they go to school with. And our goal is to bring happiness and joy. And so for during the holiday season, that's when our big event is. So we have a great partnership with the Festival of Children Foundation and the Sagerstrom family. And they, after South Coast Plaza, the biggest mall in 
probably all of California. It's a fantastic mall in Costa Mesa, California. And they, right after the mall closes, they allow us to go in from 9 p.m. until midnight and take over a whole wing. Um, And I set up, I have um, our, our organizations together set up a whole bunch of tables and then people come in and host these different quote stations. So they visit with Santa, they take a picture, and we always have awesome food vendors that come in, like um, Nectar was there last year, and Wahoo's, and Sergeant Pepperoni's has helped us, and Z Pizza, and we've had pretzels and donuts and all these like yummy, fun treats that they get, and food, and then they go to all these different stations, these activity stations. Everything for all ages, from cookie decorating to basketball hoop shooting to photo booths to making cards and making jewelry. We have um, animal stations where they can pet different animals. We have sports. We have gaming. We have Legos. Something for everyone. Paul Mitchell is incredible. My great friend, Wynn who is one of the co-founders of the Paul Mitchell School, has professional hairstyling and nails come in, which is incredible. They do a huge setup. We have balloon twisters and stilt walkers, and it is a huge celebration for 600 kids. And as they walk out, they get a gift bag filled with gifts that we've collected from um, incredible donors and from people donating money and toys. And we give them a big gift bag that is personalized for their their gender and age. And they go back onto the bus. So we bust them all in from all parts, from shelters and schools, and we bring them all in. So they head out on the bus with a t-shirt and this big bag of presents. And it's like the best night of giving. We have 600 volunteers and 600 kids and the the energy in that plaza is just next level. Now this year we have to adjust it of course because of COVID. We're figuring out how to kind of do it where we go on buses and we kind of travel to all the different places and and do a modified version but trying to bring the same joy and we're going to amp up the gift bag. So I mean they're already filled but this year it's going to be like really amped up since we can't have them coming in and going through the whole experience. But I'm telling you, there's so much you can do on a small scale, on a big scale during the holidays to reach out to these people and these families and these people in need and help them, help them, um, you know, give your time, give your money and figure out what they could really use and help fulfill that need. And I think that right now, whenever you're listening to this, there's... It's always a great time, but right now, if you're listening to this real time when this episode drops, is the perfect time. We have plenty of time before the holidays to start thinking about how you and your family and your friends can band together and reach out to people and really give back in a big way. And I'm telling you, if you've never done kind of grassroots volunteerism like this, it is. It is a game changer. It makes you have perspective on your life. It makes you not sweat the little things as much. It makes you not care about, you know, it just is a great reset on your perspective and it makes you feel grateful. It makes you feel fulfilled and good. And I'm telling you, kindness is infectious and, you know, the smiles and the joy. I just think there's nothing better. 
I really hope this episode inspired you. If you have any questions for me logistically about how to do anything, send it on over at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram. I love talking about this stuff. And I really think this is the year of volunteering and giving back and getting in there and spreading kindness and spreading joy and giving, just just giving. It's it's just such an incredible, powerful thing. And like I said, this year more than others, more than ever. More people need our help. So let's get out there and do some good things. And please, when you're doing this stuff, tag me in the pictures. I'd absolutely love to see the things that you do. This network is so incredible. The conversations I have with the people that listen to this podcast are incredible. And I would love to see what you do and what you make happen because I know you'll do something awesome with it. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.